Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. This week, we're talking about your body again. Again. Our body. All the bodies. Let's feed your brain. You're really going to start it off like that? (laughs) Yep. Episode 33. Hi, Claude. Hey, Ange. How's it going? What's popping? I'm not going to do it. Brittany Whip just hopped in. Okay, <sighs> I had to. Uh, nothing. Nothing is new. Still in a pandemic. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. No updates that I know of. Yeah. Thanks either. for joining us. <laughs> um, are you ready to get into why does my body do that? This was actually a very successful podcast episode the last oh, yeah? time we did it. So I'm very excited what you're going to bring to the table. No pressure. I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I'm going to say my sources um, after each like topic. Yeah. First question. Angie, we've been doing this for, what, more than three months now. Shut up. And you still don't know how to silence your Shut phone. Up. Okay, continue. First question, why do men have nipples? Um, isn't that a thing that, like, you, you were born, <laughs> like, as a female, or with, don't you have to grow a penis? Uh, yeah, you have to grow like, a penis. Like, you're not born female, but you have, doesn't the penis start off as, like, female genitalia? I don't know what you're talking about. That's a different episode. But <laughs> let me tell you about man nipples. Man nipples. Am I allowed to talk about man nipples on this podcast? Uh, yeah. PG thirteen warning. <laughs> I think so. Man nipples. Um, I mean, it's just a nipple. It bi- everyone has just them. Just a nipple. Okay, so ultimately, it has to do with genetics and evolutionary biology, as you should know. I put should in parentheses because <laughs> you never know. But um, humans have a specific genome, and within our genes, we have specific gene. <laughs> that was an awful sentence <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> so we have a, a specific genome, yep. and when within this genome, we have specific genes that are only active in males or females. Got right. It. So they're found on the the sex chromosomes. Yes. And they give way to our female and male traits. Okay. Got it. But when we're developing in utero, which is your uterus, uterus. as a fetus. Um, we follow the same blueprint up until week six or seven. Oh, so there's yeah, so no differentiating characteristics until around week seven. So that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Like a little bit. And in this period, this is when nipples develop. Oh, so that's why we both have them. Yeah. So we, we're basically the same up until week seven. And that's when the nipples develop. And then we start to differentiate. Yeah, you seem like you're you seem like you're breath. rushing there. You good, bro? <laughs> okay, so men develop nipples because it's in the genome, but they don't serve any functional value. So why are they still in the genome? Right? Yeah, it's I feel why? like revolution rev- evolution. Like, yeah, that one too <laughs> should have just gotten rid of the nipples. They serve no purpose, right? On men. So when thinking about evolution, if there is a trait or characteristic that is beneficial, it'll be selected for by like natural selection yeah meaning that 
if it's um, advantageous to the person, to the whatever animal it has the trait, uh-huh. they will survive and reproduce and pass it on to their offspring. Yeah. But traits can also be selected against. So if they have negative connotations or consequences to the animal or being, um, it won't select, like, they won't be able to reproduce and they won't pass on that trait. Got it. Okay. Sometimes traits just aren't selected at all. Like there's no selection or for or against it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we have with the nipple. Because the nipple. The nip. <laughs> so with a man nip, there's no functional characteristic. Correct. Right? So, I mean, it doesn't really serve a function. And it's not doing harm to the, to the man. Oh, okay. Yeah. So true. because it's not doing harm... It's not going to be selected against, but yeah. because it's not giving men any advantage, it's not. It's for. not being selected for. Yeah. So it's really just there. Yeah. There is an exception though. Oh. In modern time, we do see more cancers, right? Yes. And with um, nipples, they can like in your breast area, men can get breast, breast cancer. cancer. Yeah. So people may make an argument that it is doing harm, so mm-hmm. maybe it will start to be phased out. But evolution happens over billions of years. Yeah, so it'll so be a while. I don't know if it, it'll even happen. Can you picture men or just like... Without nipples. Just, I guess women need nipples because that's how we feed children. But imagine men without nipples. It'd be weird. It'd just be, I guess... Or women. Imagine women hair. without nipples. It'd just be flat. Or yeah, some people have hair. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Maybe don't do imagine think, um, that. <laughs> do you think if we didn't have nipples, like if, if some there was some other way to get the milk, yeah, that it wouldn't be so taboo to be shirtless? Yeah. Is it the lumps on your chest that's the problem or is it the nipples? But like I remember a commercial on like A&E and it was, there was girls and they only had like nipple tassels and the whole boob was out. Yeah. And it's like, what? It's, it's a nipple. A nipple, Free the yeah. nip, everyone. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. Yeah, what to free the nipple? <laughs> no, to if if it's the nipple or if it's the boob. I think it goes into sexualizing women and uh, like controlling their bodies in the sense that making something taboo. Yeah, and like yeah. making a certain body part taboo. Like ankles used to be taboo back in the day. Like, oh, you're showing too much ankle. You scandalous or shoulders. Hoe. Yeah, would you or, just say? You scandalous hoe. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I got this information from Scientific American and Life Science. Noise. Yeah. Noise. So all in all, males have nipples just because. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, why do we get scabs over injuries? Um, because that's how it heals us. It's like a natural band-aid, isn't it? basically nice <laughs> so as you may have guessed scabs protect the scraper cut where they form um so if you get i know a little scrape from your puppy's teeth been there done that or when your sister tells you not to <laughs> run on a rock wall and you do it anyways or up fall. the stairs yep and then you fall and get a big scab on your knee totally or so. scrape and then it turns into a scab why does it turn into a scab Ange? okay so when you cut yourself you're exposing your inner body i don't know how to describe your like <laughs> Your body, your your yeah. like layer under the skin. <laughs> I don't know. So I said inner body to the outside world, which means germs, bacteria, yeah. debris, and stuff that could be yeah. harmful. After the initial cut, blood will start to come out of the area. 
obviously. As, yeah. As it hopefully. does. <laughs> um, and eventually it'll clot, right? Unless you have hemophilia. Which is like thin blood, right? Uh, it means you don't have platelets, which are the things that help you. Well, now I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> and they will eventually clot through platelets. Wow. Yeah. What so are platelets Platelets inch? are in your blood cells. They're a type of blood cell. So you have oh, red okay. blood cells, white blood cells, platelets. Um, so they just help the blood like clot together to stop the bleeding because mm-hmm. otherwise we would just like bleed bleed out from yeah, like, profusely. a tiny cut yeah yeah so this clotting is obviously presents presents <laughs> this clotting obviously prevents more blood loss and it contains fibrin which forms a net to hold the clot together got it mm-hmm. um this fibrin is like an emergency repair and it's used to keep the skin in place so that a stronger collagen can be placed later on. Just scar tissue, right? Yeah, collagen is just your skin tissue. Okay. So first, irregular collagen will be placed down mm-hmm. because it's easier to place it down. To like create it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, It's irregular because it goes in all different directions. Oh, is that and that's why? that's why it's easier to place. Oh. <laughs> um, skin goes in one direction? Yes, because, well, it, no. Skin is <laughs> skin is irregular collagen. Oh, okay. Because your skin you need irregular collagen has lots of strength in many different directions. Oh right? yeah. Okay. Um something that would be regular collagen would be like a tendon or a ligament because oh. you need strength in one direction. Yeah, that makes right? sense. But Imagine a tendon strength in like all directions. I mean it wouldn't it just they wouldn't be very strong, that's all. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the fibrin is like an emergency repair, um, and it's used to just like keep that scrape yeah. in place until like more skin cells can be put down at a later date. Um, but because this takes a while, it 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 acts as like the first the like natural. Ew, yeah, that's why you should pick scabs, people. Yeah, so don't pick scabs because it makes it where it can make it more inflamed. Um, it can. Uh, what's the opposite of speed up? slow down <laughs> the, the healing process yeah um and stuff like that and it takes a while for things to uh heal which yeah. brings us to our titillating tidbit number one titillating tidbit so you if you're rushing that one you rushed it a little bit sorry oh my no, goodness. i wasn't i was trying to not to crack my voice <laughs> if the injury is deep or large enough it might actually take years to completely heal no way. Yahweh. Yahweh. <laughs> like, how, like, how deep or how bad? I don't know. Like, but if I, I, that. <laughs> if I, like, put a, if I, like, cut my pinky off by accident, uh, why might take that? years. Yeah. Well, you would have to, like, figure out how to grip things without a pinky. I feel like I could do that. Uh, no. No, probably not. Um, how often do you pick scabs? I try not to because I don't like scars. Like I have this scab on my thumb from. We'll Millie's. take a picture of it and we'll post it on Instagram. It's so ugly. <laughs> but it's no from, promises. It's from Millie's teeth, and the scab was there, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna pick it." And then it started falling off on its own. Yeah, isn't that okay though? Well, I don't know because it really hurt when it did that. Oh yeah, and no, now maybe it's not like then. raised and red. Oh yeah. Need to put some have you ever had a, on it? Okay. Um following like two minutes might just be really gross just skip ahead if you don't want to listen to us talking about scabs um but have you ever had a scab where you've picked and then there's like a dent in your no injury just you oh because the scabs like 
It's pretty deep. Um, I scratched my thigh. I was I was in bed like going to sleep, and I went to go like scratch my leg or something. And my, you know, when you get a really like scratchy scratch, it's not like you don't cut yourself. It's just like scraping a layer of your skin off. Mm-hmm. So it did that, and it fully scabbed. And I'm like, hello. Ouch. Who knew I was this powerful? This reminds me of the time. I didn't get cut, but I got a nasty bruise. Oh, nice. <laughs> Came home late from some casual drinking. And I had a suitcase open because I was moving into um, a room. And I tried to jump over the suitcase. And I whacked my leg off of the bed frame of the bed. Just because. Was that the bruise? Yeah, that was from oh, the, that's the, bruise. the bruise. And then I just had like a big bruise on my thigh. I remember that. I'm sure I sent you a picture. And yeah. Was like, Look what I did. Look what I did. <laughs> Instead of w- just walking around the suitcase. Yeah. No, you me? had to epically jump over it. In my head, it was epic. Obviously. Right? <laughs> okay. Oh, that information was from Scientific American Again. as well. Nice. Okay. Why do we have fingernails? Um, because, you know, I have no idea. Right? I couldn't even make a guess. Right? Um, well, apparently it's to scratch myself by accident. You know what? That works Thankfully. too. So in short, the answer is because we are mammals and all oh. mammals have some sort of claw. Oh, yeah. The claw. The claw. So fingernails are like a flattened claw. They're also found on other primates such as gorillas. And functionally, they're used to pick up things, grasp things. Yeah scratch dig etc yeah dirt in your nails nails yeah okay so but why don't we have like sharpened like claws or yeah yeah why why are yeah i don't know yeah why so (laughs) evolutionary biologists think that primates such as us lost we are the primates oh god uh lost their our sharp claws in order to aid in locomotion what is that? You don't like locomotion, like um, movement. Oh no! What? Why am I just supposed to know that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a common word. This is why this podcast exists. Yeah, it's just like like walking or climbing in this case. Oh, or running. Or running. So it would have been the sharpened claws would have been good for climbing like the thick Rocks. tree ber- branches. Yeah. Um, but once you get to the top and the thin tree branches. It wouldn't be as good to, like, climb and grab the fruit. Oh. So it would actually be a hindrance. Um, and around 2.5 million years ago, early humans started using stone tools to dig, cut, hammer. And then new stuff. the evolution was like, we're against this. We don't want these claws the anymore. The evolution as an entity. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they started using tools, yeah. right? Which means we didn't have to use our fingers to scrape um dig cut whatever yeah and this led to broader fingertips that could grasp like things better to like oh. grasp tools. because i guess if you're not using the nails they're not exactly. staying as sharp mm-hmm. and it's it's the people who can grasp the tools better probably survived and reproduced oh better, my goodness passing on their wide finger pads <laughs> fingertips yeah um, so scientists are unsure if fingernails are an adaptation to support like broad fingertips and mm-hmm. keep them wide or if it's a result of not needing the sharp claws because we have tools and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, the early human species that first started using tools was called Homo habilis. Homo habilis. I My friend Adam, shout out Adam, don't think he listens. That's okay. <laughs> um, he knows a lot about like 
like human species like early modern humans yeah what's that called early modern humans early modern humans yeah like those different types oh evolution revolution evolution evolution human evolution (laughs) um so yeah that that was pretty cool so really those who are getting ridiculously long nails you're you're de-evolving you're you're the ogs you're going back True. to your roots or they're de-evolving yeah not as good i have never you've Thick seen nails? some of those long nails i could never how do you how do you type how do you eat how do you wipe your bum how do you how do you do, do anything <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've I never even had like short fake nails. fake nails. Yeah, I got a French manicure, like fake fake nails for prom. Mm-hmm. But that's the only time I've. Yeah, I may have heard. like um, what's it called when you sand down your nails? <laughs> buff. Uh, buff your nails? No. What is the the a nail file? Yeah, filed oh. my nails, <laughs> sand them down. Yeah, that's maybe what I did for prom. Anyways, moving on. Okay, next <laughs> question. Why does my nose run after or during exercise, or even when it's not cold? Or every time we go to record a podcast. It's true, my nose Ange starts... I think it's the stress. It just starts like, coming out. Oh my goodness, out. we're recording... Yeah. yeah. Um, Why do we guesses? do it? Um, even, like, working out even though we're not cold. Even when it's not cold out. Like, if I were to go on a run, on a run in the summer, I usually have a, like, sniffly, sniffly nose. nose. I'm going to say it's because uh, you're breathing in gross stuff and your nose is trying to reject it. Your nose is like, no, thank you. Get it out of here. So, oh, sorry. The fingernails information came from live science. Bam. This information comes from my anatomy professor, Dr. Krista Howarth. Thank you, sir. Krista. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. So this is due to the anatomy of your face, specifically like your sinuses. Okay. Okay. That's a so, good start. Right? Nose, sinuses. Your eyes need to be hydrated. Right? Oh, Going yeah. Going to the eyes. Um, they need, and I kept reading, like, they need to be hydrated with liquid, but I, I couldn't think of tears. <laughs> tears hydrate your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So they need to be hydrated in order for them to function properly and not be in, like, a lot of pain mm-hmm. and very uncomfortable. I, yeah. To be fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when they are hydrated, there's leftover, I said liquid, but I'm going to say tears. tears. There's yeah. leftover tears that have to drain somewhere, right? Oh. So, like, there's not just, like, a set – well, there is a, a set amount. But, like, you have excess liquid in yeah. your eyes. So, it has to drain somewhere. So, it actually goes down, like, into your nose and, like, Ew. down your throat. Yes. That's so gross. So, when you're, when you're sni- you're like, sniffing in eye water. Well, you're not sniffing it in. It's, cu- it's like, dripping down. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you sniff in, you don't blow oh, your yeah, nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And whenever, Gross. when you like, when you're a kid, maybe you still do this now, but you like, you snarf in your phlegm. Oh yeah. All the time. You're like disgusting. You're also swallowing all of the debris that got stuck in your nostrils. Yeah. That's in your phlegm because that's how like it's supposed to get out. I hate blowing my nose. Yeah. Same. It's just such a burden. It's, it's makes gross noises. Yeah. It's yucky. But that it should be a habit that people get into because. Yeah. Okay. So when you run or exercise. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your eyes open, which I hope you do the whole time, <laughs> you blink, but um, the air is moving against your eyes, which dries it out. If right? you run fast enough, yeah. 
just even if you <laughs> even if you just like running really light fast little j- like light little yog a jog a yog a yog yeah. it'll still like the air is hitting your eyes mm-hmm. so the body sends more tears to hydrate the eyes and keep them moist yeah in order to make sure you're not in pain yeah i was just about to say when i ran um in grade eight um excuse me i ran for a whole like two months last year um but i would yeah i'd get sniffly yeah i'm about to tell you why okay so when your eyes are getting hydrated against Mm -hmm. the wind so all this air is moving against your eye dries it out so the body sends tears and then you have just have an excess amount of liquid in your eye now yeah right so it drains into something called the superior and inferior lacrimal canaliculi no idea what that is so let's break it down. It's spelled C-A-N-A-L-I-C-U-L-I, which is canal and then iculi. So, so canal is like... Like a canal. Like, yeah, um, like, a, like a tube. Yeah. Yeah. So your superior and inferior, inferior lacrimal just is like tears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Liquid. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so it goes into those and then that drains into the lacrimal sac which then gets drained into the nasal lacrimal That's sac, your nose. which is near your nose, and then into the nasal cavity itself. So this is why your nose runs when you cry as well, because all your tears... Oh my goodness! Te- you think about it, when you cry, your tears spill over because it can't te- drain fast enough. <gasps> oh my god, that's so, why we cry. Well, like, we cry because it's an emotional yeah. response, Yeah. but, like, functionally... That's why we, like, <laughs> drip tears out yeah, of our eyes. Because it can't it's sending too much liquid and it can't drain as fast. That's what I'm <laughs> next time I I am trying to comfort someone who's crying, I'm just going to be like your body just can't handle <laughs> your tears right now. That's why you are crying. There's liquid yeah. coming out from your so eyes. So all the the liquid they can drain yeah. is going to your, going your nose, cavity, which makes you all sniffly. Wow. So yeah. when you you do the activity of crying, mm-hmm. Your body's supposed to drain like all of it, like it's supposed to well, be it's able doing to the best it's can it can. Wow, but it's just it's too body. Much. Keep up with my emotional breakdowns. <laughs> think about it. The, the canaliculi they're going down are like tiny. Yeah, yeah. Which are the tiny little tubes they're going down. Yeah, the holes. <laughs> that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's happening. And when you run, you have excess liquid that just drains into your nasal cavity, and you go <laughs> sniffle. Who knew? That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. Learn that in anatomy. Okay. Next one. Is being double jointed actually a thing? Um, I'd like to think so. I feel like some I feel like it's a grade school thing. Like, oh, look what I can do. Oh, I'm double jointed. Yeah. I'm not. Though. I can um put my thumb behind my knuckle. That's gross. But I don't think it's because I'm I'll post a picture on Instagram, but I don't <laughs> think it's because I'm double jointed. Okay. Well I, let me wait, can I oh. I only can do this because I did it enough times. I'm like stretching my thumb muscle. So no, I don't think being double jointed <laughs> is a thing. Okay. This information is from Live Science. The term double jointed is anatomically incorrect, as it implies that the person has double the amount of joints in their body. Which is impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Except for very rare cases. Some people are born born with like extra joints. But like uh, Jerry from fourth grade (laughs) wasn't double jointed. Not double jointed. So like double jointed isn't like you can't actually be double jointed. Yeah. Okay. So when someone says they are double jointed, they usually can bend joint to an extreme measure. Hence the thumb. Yep. 
<laughs> which can be described as a hypermobility syndrome, allowing the joint to be stretched to its fullest capacity without feeling any pain. Oh. Yeah. Let's break down the word hypermobility. Hyper is like a lot. A lot. I was going to say fast, but a lot. Okay. Mobility. Mobility is moving. So a lot of movement. Oh. Great job. <laughs> so everyone's the joint- science stuff is easy. <laughs> Everyone's joints have the same range of motion, but it, it is actually the ligaments and tendons that connect the joints together. That stretch. Um, that are able to have more, like, give. Mobility. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. mobility, range of motion. Um, or it can depend on how the bone develops. Oh. So let me get into that. Do, please. There's something called a ball and socket joint. Okay. Can you name a ball and socket joint in your body? A knee. No. An elbow. That's a no. A shoulder. A shoulder. The ones previous were both pivot joints. <laughs> oh, man. How could you not know that? Yeah. Your shoulder and your hip are ball and, uh, ball and socket. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, um, in your shoulder, hip, they're the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the shoulder. Your humerus, right? Which is at your shoulder. Yeah. All the way down to my elbow. Yeah. If you think about a bone, there's like a ball part. It's like domed part yes. of the, the bone. Oh, yeah. And then in your shoulder... Um, there's like a, I don't remember if it's convex or concave. Oh, it's concave. Okay. So it, um, it's like sucked into your body. The bone, the bone is like getting sucked into your body kind of. Um, I feel like a good, like Barbies. Yeah. Like their arms. You'd be able to like pop them If you hold your fist, like you're going to punch someone. Ow, that hurt. (laughs) Your, your humerus is the fist and your other hand that's like, um, engulfing the fist would be your shoulder bone called the scapula okay so everyone right now stop what you're doing get your fist get your hand it's real easy put them together put them together one fist and then engulf that fist with your other hand ball and socket joint don't do it while you're driving oh please no (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is this is a, a joint um if the socket which is the the hand the hand being engulfed no, the hand the doing fist. the engulfing. Okay, the hand. The hand. <laughs> Not the fist, the hand. The hand. So if this um, bone is very shallow, so it's not, it doesn't allow the bone to like really fit in there. Yeah. The bone kind of just sits there. Yeah. This can allow for extra mobility. Oh, okay. Because it's not as deep, so it, it's not as like blocked yeah. by the socket. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible that this makes it easier to, like, dislocate it? I was just about to talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Stop spoiling <laughs> <laughs> So, sometimes, people with hypermobility syndrome can dislocate their shoulder purposely, purpose, purposefully, with minimal pain. And fun fact, if you do not have a hypermobility disorder and you happen to dislocate your shoulder, do not try to put it back in. Why is that? Because if you think about your shoulder, you have uh, blood supply to your fingers and your arm. And if you try to put the shoulder, your humerus back into that socket part, you can actually pinch nerves and the blood supply, oh. which can cause permanent damage and you can lose range of motion. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps yeah. all over. Don't so do that. So don't put it back in. Go see a professional who can pop that sucker back in for you. Yeah. Um, because that can not be fun. Ugh. Not a lot of fun. Gross. Yeah. I also have a story from one of my professors. Um, She had a patient who had dislocated his shoulder multiple times. I don't know if he had a hypermobility syndrome. Or if he just liked falling. Or I think he played sports. So maybe it got got dislocated (laughs) that way. (laughs) 
but it dislocated really easily and one day he was driving with you know how sometimes when people drive they put their elbow rested on the window yeah if it's open so he was driving like this and he hit a bump and his shoulder just dislocated. Oh my god! And I think he was on his way to like an appointment with her. And she was like, well, what did you do? And he was like, ah, I was just driving. And it just like popped out. Oh. I think at that point he was able to put it back in himself because he had done it so many times. Yeah. But yeah, it's not wild. Oh, that's crazy. I thought yeah. you were going to say his arm got hit or something. No, just hit a bump. Just a bump. Pop. Gross. Yeah, nasty. But yeah, so being double jointed isn't actually a thing. You just you have really stretchy tendons or shallow hypermobility, <laughs> yeah, or hypermobility uh, syndrome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so all you fourth graders out there, stop saying you're double jointed. Gosh, it's not true. I will except for, for rare cases. I will come for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last question. Are you ready? Ready. Why does your stomach growl? Because I'm hungry. But why does it growl when you're hungry? Um, because it's eating itself. <laughs> if only. <laughs> so this comes from Scientific American. Um, does your stomach only growl when it's hungry? Nope. No, my my stomach. What were we? We were eating dinner. There's no <laughs> way you were hungry. We were eating dinner, and your stomach was making noises. Yeah, it likes to bubble sometimes. So it growls all the time. Yeah. Growls like quotation. Is it growls. just sometimes it's louder? Yeah. Okay, so whether your stomach is full or empty, you can hear that growling noise because it, it occurs within the stomach and the small intestines. Got it. So you, it's most associated with being hungry because when you're hungry, your stomach is empty or empty-ish and the growling sound is amplified because there's not stuff in it. So you can hear it more clearly Yeah. when you're not hungry. Because there's like, it's empty. It's like being put in an empty room and you're recording something and then everything just reverberates off each other. Or no, that's not right. <laughs> it doesn't. It just hits the wall and it comes back. Sure. Whereas if you have stuff in a room, it gets like stopped. Nice. So your stomach's empty. Yeah. That's why you can hear it when you're hungry. Like loudly. Mm-hmm. Titillating tidbit number two. Titillating tidbit. The Greeks came up with a term for your stomach growling. Ready? Ready. Borborygmi. Borygmi. No, borborygmi. Oh, I thought you just said no, it wrong no, the no. first time. So it's you were trying again. Borbor. Borborygmi. Y-G-M-I. Borborygmi. Borborygmi. So it doesn't mean anything specific. <laughs> it actually is just a way of trying to put the growling into words. Like the sound. Oh. Like, like gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Yeah, it's like a... Do you know what an onomatopoeia is? It's like a word for what a sound is. Bang. Boom. Pow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the actual sound comes from muscular activity in your stomach and your small intestine and large intestine. So the stomach muscles churn the chewed up food in order to break it down in the stomach acid. In the intestines, the smooth muscle there is used to transport the food from the stomach to the butt. Well, can you the not butt talk? Sorry. God. <laughs> <laughs> so the smooth muscle of the small intestine moves the food through the intestine. Yeah. <laughs> um, with a bunch of lo- stops along the way for like nutrient uptake and, and whatnot. Yes. Um, when the food, gas, and liquids are propelled along the track, it generates a rumbling noise. So basically, the noise is just your muscles contracting. Moving, yeah. 
um, if you put your ear to someone's stomach after they've eaten, you can probably hear digestion sounds. Which is just the intestines just pushing along the poop. Pushing it along. Well, small intestines aren't pushing the poop. The large intestine is pushing the poop. Ugh. Sorry. Just had to. How could I not know that? Um, yeah. Put your ear against someone's stomach. Or if you have a stethoscope lying around. <laughs> put it against that your bad own. Boy. And yeah, listen up. Um, so the rate of smooth muscle contractions in the gastrointestinal organs, your stomach and your small intestine. Yeah. <laughs> um does increase when food is present so that makes sense Mm -hmm. more activity when food is present but the contractions can also be increased when there is an absence of food for approximately two hours so once your stomach is empty which usually takes about two hours yeah or if it's been empty for two hours um it'll start the contractions oh why is that um so the contractions are controlled by electrical signals yeah through the autonomic nervous system which isn't like consciously controlled obviously Mm -hmm. but i don't think they like scientists quite know why it's contracting while there's no food in there yeah maybe i don't know it might be it might be from when um you like early modern species and it was like a sign that you need to go eat something again Mm. when food wasn't as um abundant it was was sparse scarce um sparse works okay (laughs) but scarce very confident with that word (laughs) yeah so it it, um it'll rumble uh, approximately two hours after being empty and then an hour after that it'll send more food contractions again and then it after like 24 hours there's like hunger pangs oh. which is like you need to eat you should right. probably yeah yeah the body truly is weird wow sometimes that's pretty cool which one was your favorite um which one was i really impressed by i think the nose one. Oh, it's definitely the nose one yeah where your tears go yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, so really just don't sniff in your your nose goobies. Your because that's gross, even though we all do it. You know what? Do it do it if you want to, but do it in your own time when you're <laughs> alone, not near me. Yeah. Some some ghost noise is happening. Especially when you're really trying to get it from the back of the throat. Okay. This is not <laughs> enough of that conversation. Well, what are we talking about next week? Next week? We're going to talk about Polaroids. Yeah. Where they come from. Where they go. Where they come from. Kat and I Joe, we're going to talk about how they're processed. Like what, what's, what goes like, into what that. What even happens? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Some know Some light. And I love taking Polaroids. I have a whole book full of Polaroids. Yeah. Don't Google it. Don't Google my book of Polaroids. <laughs> no. Don't do it. There's um, some. Yeah. Okay. You, are you going to finish that sentence? I was going to say sensitive con- con- uh, content. But there isn't. It's just you and your friend. Like, it just didn't sound right. So that's why I stopped. Okay. Um, if you want to keep up with us and what we're doing constantly. Yeah. If you like dogs, I posted a picture with Ange and our dog. Oh, yeah. She looks adorable. And the dog looks so good, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so follow us on our Instagram at... My sister knows why. No spaces, no nothing. Follow us on all of the major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You know what? I just want to rant for like two seconds here. I've been having some troubles with Apple Podcasts, and I'm not impressed with how it's been handled. But you know what? Uh, the people I talked to were very nice. So 
That's okay. <laughs> um, leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, it helps very much. Gives more exposure to our podcast. And if you didn't know, now you know. All right. Goodbye, fam. Flem? Flem? Adios. No, someone told me that I say 100% too much, so I didn't oh. say it once during the <laughs> podcast. Start a drinking game. Every time Claude says 100%, take a shot. Oh, 100%. <laughs> there you go. Pre-game.